the boop boop. Hello. Ooh. No, we can't do that. Nope. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in. Okay. It's <laughs> a part of it. Alright. Um, welcome to our show. That's uh, called We Be Like, like stuff, stuff and So, so Do I. <laughs> so should you. So should you. Um, Sorry. This Missy Goofer over here is Melissa. And this stern stallion over here is Brenny. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. We are broadcasting through the facilities of Trent Radio at, what was it, CF? 92.7 CFFFM. Very good. And this is a show where we talk about things, it's literally the namesake. Like, every once in a while I'm just going to say it like normal, but like, come on. It's it's things it's that we like. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yep. Yeah. We think you like it too, you know. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Who's to say? Not I. You're the boss. Is that the salsa song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Nice. Everybody go listen to the wash pots. That's a soggy chip song. The wash, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, soggy chips came from that salsa song. Actually? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. There's a line in it that's like, too much salsa, soggy chips. Don't ask me. <laughs> ask the fans. Exactly. Um, yeah, do you have a little like? Yeah, I def- definitely do. I'll go first. Sure. Um, well, I mean, are you sure? Yeah. Great. So my little like is actually, I've so I've worked at EB Games for like six years now, I think. Maybe longer. Who knows? Um, it's, I think it's actually close to six years, and I get to know things that nobody else knows. And like realistically, I'm not allowed to talk about it, and I'm not gonna do that now. But I just like knowing these things. Like I know exactly how many Xboxes we're gonna get, and I know exactly how many PlayStation Five. People are gonna try and get you. No, that's get fine. This information. <laughs> I don't care. They can't do anything. Like no, it's all nerds. It's all nerds that'll get me. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Hack your computer. <laughs> Steal your identity. Uh, but yeah, like, I just, I love knowing these things and, like, just having confidence. It's also just having confidence and being able to tell people, like, definitively, like, yes, this is how I can help you. No, I can't help you at all. We're all in the dark. Um, but especially with, like, video game stuff or, or pop culture that I really like, I love, love being able to be like, yes, I know I got, like, weird insider information that is only useful to, like, me and maybe other people. Um, like whenever something weird goes on, like pre-order that you can that you can grab, I always like tell all my friends, and they're like, "Oh, this is great," and it's very exciting. Yeah, but I just I just like like as much as I will never stay at EB Games forever, I like working there. And there's like a small I think I've talked about it before. There's a small part of me that still likes retail, and it's just it's usually like the part about like talking to people, which is also the part I hate because I don't like talking to people. It's a whole thing. But yeah. Great. <laughs> what about you? 
my little like is advent calendars. Yeah. I love advent calendars. Um, we're almost into December, which marks the classic season for advent calendar countdowns to Christmas if you celebrate. Um, you know, a lot of the times when I was growing up, I always had the really crappy chocolate ones. Um, they the were really garbage chocolate. Well, they weren't trash. They weren't that bad. They're not good, but I still loved it. Yeah, As a cause... kid, I loved it. But well... the chocolate's not great. I still would eat it. I still would gobble it up. But... So... My whole thing with those, but let me just, if I, if I may, um, whenever my mom would get us those advent calendars, there would never, we we would pop all 24 of those in our mouth at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's because you're a monster. I always Well, Christmas, Christmas meant Sometimes, nothing. Christmas meant less to us than, like, most people. That's fair, but I'm just saying, it's about having a chocolate a day. It's a great little thing to look forward to. No, it, that was like the, that, oh, those advent calendars were like the original, like, like toys just covered in garbage that's a huge thing um like lol dolls or lol surprises or whatever it's just like it's a bunch of wrapping paper surrounding like eight different toys that you just yeah, keep unwrapping that's that's a different thing because that's always like there's a mystery surrounding yeah that. i've always there's i always wanted to know what the, i want to know what the chocolates look like they look so unique oh my god and bad I, there's like three different designs and then they just what cycle. advent calendars were you getting the classic ones that you get the classic you know there's a picture of santa on it there's some kids looks like clip art i don't know yeah it's pretty great i i will i will say that it is my favorite thing um it was a joke that i saw somewhere online i can't remember i think it was like a comedy central like on their instagram or something but experiencing like secondhand the joy of white people ex- like celebrating christmas is something that i'll like i'll never get that firsthand but I love seeing, and it's not—it's not meant to be like a negative thing. I, know. I love watching you get excited <laughs> about Christmas, and I do too in my own way. But it's like you, like it's—you're it, always going to be a child about it, and I never want that to change. And it's so nice. I never will. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be up at seven every Christmas. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I also just wanted to mention that um, I recently got my Advent calendar for this year, which is called the Adventure Calendar created by Greenleaf Geek, a local, um, you know, producer of dice and other D&D RPG. For, uh, well, RPG is the better word. Tabletop TTRPG. <laughs> That's a thing. No, I know. I just never say that uh, out loud. Tabletop role-playing game accessory maker. Paraphernalia. Um, yeah. Like she makes word. a lot of dice, which are really awesome. Um and yeah, the advent calendar is really cool. Um, and a lot of homemade dice and everything. So if you are in Peterborough or anywhere and want to check out really cool dice maker, Greenleaf Geek. Yeah. Also, like, I'm just going to throw in there. I Actually, I'll save that for another time. So I have something else to talk about later. Excellent. Let me cut myself off. Last week, we had a whole friend, Garbanzo Beans. Uh, I was going to say Bonanza, but I started with a G. Um, I don't know who goes first. Would you like to go first? Sure. I'll go first. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Hello. <laughs> uh, my first topic is 
Na 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 na. The show called Dragula, which Brendan probably could guess that I was going to talk about because I'm currently obsessed with it. Um, Dragula is a drag reality um, competition television series produced by the Belay Brothers um, and hosted by the Belay Brothers, which are two um, drag queens. Um, also, I'm pretty sure they're married and they're not actually brothers and they are uh really oh they're just a couple um but yeah they've been a couple for over a decade and they just Dang. Do, they st- those who slay together stay together okay <laughs> all anyway, right okay but the one thing about them is that they always have matching drag outfits and it's literally the best it is yeah it's, it's very cool so good um and yeah, so this is a drag competition show. I have talked about RuPaul's Drag Race before on our podcast. Um, this show, to me, is just more of what I want from a drag competition in general. Um, the first thing is that it is not for the faint of heart. There is a lot of challenges that are quite disgusting. Um, the sort of drag tenants of the show are filth horror um and glamour um and so there is a lot of pretty gross things that happen there are bugs there's taxidermy there are people eating guts it's like sort of a mixture between fear factor and a drag show um and essentially the artists compete for a chance to win a cash prize and the crown of dragula world's next drag super monster um and you know, every week they're tasked with a different challenge, um, from like costume creation to character creation to um, performance challenges, and essentially um, a lot of the things that they have to do and create characters for are just like the best topics, like the best categories. Mm-hmm. In my humble opinion, I mean, I love it. There's a lot of like horror stuff, so like you know, there's like. Um, there was Vampire Week one week. There was um, uh, one week was like carnival, like you know, spooky carnival. Wasn't there like a clowns one? Was that part of it? That yeah, there was one that was like in a hospital, like an abandoned hospital. You had to like they had to make these um, characters who sort of came from the hospital. Um, you know, and it was, it's just such a good show. One of the weeks was creating original D&D characters based on... Really? Yeah, so they, the Bully Brothers rolled for each of them, mm. and depending on the role, they got assigned a race and a class, Then they had to create a character based on that. Um, so there's, like, a lot of elves, and then, like, there's an orc and some lizard people... <laughs> And then they had to create an original look and, like, kind of persona, and they had to act in this, like, acting challenge, um, like, on set in this sort of, like, 
Renaissance village. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, and then at the end of the show, the people who are in the bottom that week, um, who perform the weakest, they have to do an, what's called an extermination challenge, which is where the fear factor part really comes into play. Um, so the first episode, the two people who are in the bottom had to jump out of an airplane to skydive. Um, one person refused to do it, so there was a clear winner there. Um, there's like eating the cow guts and drinking blood which i had mentioned previously um there was one where they had to get tattoos just in the yeah. street they had to go get tattoos and um one person one, one person got their ta- like they decide where the tattoo goes not what the tattoo is yeah. one person got their tattoo in their armpit yeah horrible horrible um one of the challenges they had to like play a life-size game of operation <laughs> and they got, they got shocked. And they were uh, using like big old tong- like barbecue tongs. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Um, and like one of the things that I really love about the show is that every single time the performers, well, the one thing is is that it's really open to anyone. So it's like people from around the world go and perform um, and can sign up. But also there's like. Um, like women and non-binary people who participate who do drag there was a drag king on the season which was like really cool like often there's not space for those performers in like the typical drag scene that you see in media so it was just really awesome to see um that representation there um and also every single time they went up for judging um the boulet brothers made a point of saying like we are not here to judge um your drag like drag is an art and art is subjective so we're just here to fit we're just here to judge how well your look fits into the criteria of the week's challenge um so it's just like a really awesome way to sort of keep going um to sort of where are you going nothing my computer is actually closer to death than i thought just keep going though i see um but yeah i just thought it was like a really great way of um you know doing a drag show because i feel like a lot of the times um nothing against rupaul drag race because i still enjoy the show and watching the drag performers in that race in that show as well but i feel like a lot of the time the judges sort of force the performers into like a box of like what they have to do yeah and so um a lot of the times you know people who are different or do like a weird kind of drag it's not which really is, appreciated which is my favorite thing to do, like, favorite thing to watch is people who are, like, really unique create these, like, wild costumes and approach, um, approach the, uh, the week's briefing with, like, so much creativity and imagination, um, and create some pretty horrifying and incredible things, um, so... Yeah, I mean, I I just love the show. I think it's a really good show. I love watching drag performers. I just think they are incredible. Um, so wonderful to watch. So entertaining. And just the care and craft that goes into creating those personas and performing um, as those personas is just amazing. Um, and yeah, it's just like really fun to watch yeah i definitely got a better appreciation of drag because of you like i i wasn't really 
like my real first real introduction was RuPaul's Drag Race, and I, I feel like that's not a bad way to be introduced, but it's a very narrow yeah, uh, it's view very, of drag. Yeah, it's very um, drag as sort of mainstream drag. Yeah, and it's is, very beauty based. Yeah. A lot of polish, a lot of beauty, a lot of you have to be padded. Yeah. You have to, you know, have that womanly shape to be a drag queen. Um, what say, oh, that, that cinched waist, that's always a, a critique. Yeah, yeah. And also just like really um, professional looking garments. And it often ends up that people with more money and budget win because they can afford better costumes. Um, or like they don't have to make as many things. Yeah. Whereas in Dracula that comes into play as well. But because obviously if you um, have the resources to buy items, then it definitely helps with the contest. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of room for um, DIY. And well, th- there's that there's that one there was that first season that I was watching with you where that one person spent like thirteen hundred dollars on their outfit and it didn't even look that great. And the other person was like, that, that's that's nuts. I spent 50. Yeah. And it's just like that contrast was like, wow. Yeah. One, I didn't expect you to spend that much money. Two, you don't have to. Yeah, people spend a lot of money. And, and but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, like all the different formats are, are appreciative. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's like in Dragula, it's sort of like the more disgusting and horrible you look sometimes that's just the better like you well, yeah, have, you cause... have to just be gross and it's almost just about like um taking risks and rising to a challenge and that's really the whole point of the show um so it's not about fitting into a box it's about like you know filling your own box yeah. and then breaking out of it to like reach a new level um so anyway, it's a very nice show. It's very inspiring. Again, I will say this warning that it is really gross and kind of Fear Factor-esque. So it's yeah. it's not as bad as just straight up watching Fear Factor, but yeah, sometimes it's like, and they they really put on the show of it, especially yeah. when they're doing like their scary things or their gross things. So sometimes it's like super exaggerated. And then we, uh, we were watching like one of the episodes is like, oh, let's review the season before we do the series, fin- like the season finale, and like the in-between cuts of like the one person just like eating like those that like raw like bloody meat it was just like them just being like this sucks (laughs) which is like it's really funny but like yeah for the show itself they not glamorize it as in a bad way but it's like this whole production and it's really cool um in a very campy way it's like yeah yeah you're, you're really like jamming it up there My thing yeah. is a game that Melissa definitely knew I was going to do because she was playing it uh, and I watched it and I was like, oh, this looks really cool, but I'm playing Fallout New Vegas right now. And then I beat Fallout New Vegas uh, and then I had a couple choices to choose from and then I downloaded the game because it was still on sale. Uh, it's a game called Hades uh, that was originally on Steam uh, and it came to the Switch not too long ago. Uh, it was made by Supergiant. Uh, which is a, a dev company that does like a whole bunch of different games. Um, Bastion is one of their more popular ones. Uh, they're really good at storytelling. 
and that's like one of my favorite parts about this whole game um what was i saying uh hades is a roguelike um like role-playing game action role-playing game roguelike generally means that um it's a uh, it's very repetitive you go through usually like randomly generated um instances of rooms like the rooms are generally random the enemies you face in them are random the rewards you get are random any power-ups you get th throughout the the whole run is also randomized um so you can get really good runs and breeze through it and you can get really terrible runs and like it's a challenge just to get through like the first couple of bosses um but yeah so you uh, oh my god okay i thought this said it came out uh on the switch like two years ago and i was like no way this is this is nuts uh but yeah no it came out september 17th uh, of this year um in this game you control uh zagreus the son of hades uh who is trying to escape the underworld um one of my favorite parts about the game is that you start you don't know what's going on you start the game uh zagreus lands in like the general starting area that you will figure out later and he's just like i gotta get out of here and he's and you're just like okay let's help you do that um but you're you're super weak you don't really know what's going on you don't know what kind of enemies you're facing um and then you immediately get help by athena uh, you see like a little icon for Athena and she when you click on it Athena's like hey we didn't know you existed uh, son of Hades and we don't think you should be down there you should be up here at Olympus so we're gonna try and help you out here's my here's some power um, and that's basically the game yeah um, throughout the course of the game you have access to different weapons and you just do the same run over and over and over trying to escape it sounds like if someone told me like that's what the game was I'd be like this sucks. I don't want to play that. Yeah. But it's really fun. Is because every time you go through it, it's unique in a different way and like your interactions with characters are new, like yeah. the bosses change. It's it's very it's very fun. Um what like so yeah. Also, oh yeah. I was just going to say the music oh my god slaps. sound design is unbelievable and I'm it's so excited. So, it's so good. Uh that being said, uh so the uh the the sound design is oh, i was really hoping it would say uh it only says plot and stuff i'm like 99 percent sure the composer darren corb is also the voice of zagreus and some other characters i was blown away uh, i actually recently got the credits roll um and to see that like uh, I think it was, I think it was Megara. No, it was Athena and Dusa are the same person. I was losing my mind. Uh, the voice acting is incredible. Everybody's super unique. Um, even when you get to the credits, like you'll see how many people do the same voices. Uh, absolutely beautiful. The like the amount of work and effort went into the voice acting. Um, and yeah, so one of the things that I really enjoy about games like this when you turn greek mythology into like video games or that kind of media it's 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 a hundred percent it's always what i want uh my first experience with that was god of war um i got god of war at a time when i was too young to get it and i was like i don't care about the sex i don't care that it's super like like quote unquote super gory because it really was but like the graphics were pretty bad and it was like whatever um i just want this like greek mythology always 
was always my jam. And I don't even know that much of it. I just think it's really cool, especially when you turn these stories into like a video game or that kind of media. It's just so cool to like learn about. Um, and it's always cool because those takes on Greek mythology are always different. God of War did a really good job at like explaining kind of what happened in the in Greek mythology, but then you're just this different dude who has to go kill Ares because he was kind of a dick to you. Um, and like the same same goes with uh, Hades. Um, I looked up Zagreus. Zagreus is actually a name I've never heard of. And then look it up Zagreus. It, it's a like a not a well known character in Greek mythology. Um, there's like all sorts of different uh, like versions. Not not all sorts, but there's like a couple different versions. Um, there's like one where it says that he, he was the son of uh, Hades and Persephone. There's one where it was uh, like he was he's also like been given different names in Greek mythology. So it's like, well, we're doing our best trying to figure this out. Uh, but anyways, back to the story. The, the writing in it is so great. Like Melissa was saying, um, every time you go through the run, everybody acknowledges what's happened. And sometimes characters are gone or missing or like they're talking to other people. So you get a bit of like the story in that way. Um, in the first area, it, again, it's it's such a good way to connect everything. Uh, whenever you die, Hypnos. Hypno. Um, Hypnos. Hypnos. Uh, he's this. Uh, he's like the incarnation of sleep, and you always wake him up as you are walking by, and he always just like talks to you. And he's like, "Oh, you got killed by this. That's so wild. Hope you do it better next time." You get to interact with Cerberus, uh, which Zagreus always notes that like, you know, you have to pet the one head in a specific way, and if you don't, he'll kill you. Uh, and it's just really cute. You get to talk to Achilles. Sad though. Yeah, it is. I want to pet the other heads. I know. Um, you get to talk to Achilles. Uh, you get to talk to Nyx, uh, who is the incarnation of night. And then through the game, because I didn't look up really anything, I was just kind of basing it off my knowledge, Nyx is the mother of the, th the three sisters of fate, also the mother of Hypnos, also the mother of um, uh, Thanatos, which you have to kind of deal with later on, uh, or talk to at least. Um, yeah. And also the character, like, art Designs. is so beautiful. Oh my god. Um, I saw someone say on Twitter that, like, it is amazing how Aphrodite is a completely naked character. And, I mean, she's, like, covered up. But, like, she's naked and it does not feel, like, objectifying yeah. at all. It doesn't look like I'm looking at her and it's like, oh, I'm supposed to look away. I could stare at her whole body and be like, yeah, tell me what you need to tell me. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't feel weird. It doesn't make me feel gross. Because usually that kind of stuff does. Because it's like, I don't know where to look. Ugh. But it's it's incredible. It's like, how did they do that? And, like, literally all the character designs are just gorgeous. Like, it's, it's a beautiful game. Honestly, like, without the antagonization of Hades himself, I love the way they designed Hades. Because they even gave him, like, he, he has a shoulder pad that's just, like, a big old, like, almost like Jack Skellington kind of round kind of skull. Um, and it looks so goofy, but he's so foreboding. It's like, it gives me the kind of feeling that, like, if you were to ask him about it, he would kill you for asking, because it's his own thing. Um, and, he, like, his voice acting is incredible. Um, and, yeah, the, the more you go through, the more you learn about the world, um, Nyx decides to kind of help you out once you kind of figure out what what the whole your whole goal is uh and you you find out after a couple runs but i don't want to spoil it because even that revelation was really cool i recorded it on my switch 
uh, because once you figure out in st- in game, like you you do like a flashback, you figure out in game what your whole goal is, why you want to leave. Um, the narrator uh, narrates some certain things in the game. Like if you're looking at something, they'll describe something. Uh, and then Zagreus just somehow hears the narrator. Nobody else does, or maybe they do. Uh, and every time the narrator talks, Zagreus always comments like, "Hey, man, you don't have to say it so mean. Like, geez, or like, I'm trying to get out. You don't have to be so weird about it." Um, and the revelation as to why Zagreus wants to get out, I've ne- like, I, I don't think I can laugh appropriately enough. Uh, because I, I watched it, and, I, and the, again, the voice acting is so great. It feels so natural. Um, and it was just so good. But, um, yeah. Also, the fact that it's a roguelike. Like, a roguelike is always, like I described, like, it's a randomly generated, and you just do the same thing over and over. I've probably cleared that game now, like, 15 times. I've made, I think, like, 40 attempts. And I don't want to stop. It's one of the first games where I'm doing the same thing over and over, and I don't want to stop. And I usually hate uh, roguelikes, because I, I get bored. I had Binding of Isaac. Uh, which was a really fun game, but I immediately got bored because like there was no investment for me. Every time I beat it, it would be like, well, i got to start over. And in Hades, because Nyx is helping you, she gives you the power of darkness. So as you're going through uh, like uh, the realm of Hades uh, and the underworld, you're like... Tartarus. You, yeah, it starts with Tartarus, then you go to Asphodel, Ash- Ashfidel, and then Elysium, uh, and then you get to the Palace of Styx. Um, and then there's some secrets after that. Um, but yeah, as you're going through, because you're just trying to get out, Hades himself has like so much work to do. He's just like, well, I know you're going to die. It's fine. Just I'll see you when you come back, you stupid idiot. Um, and yeah, you go through and you're just like ransacking the underworld as you're trying to get out. So you, you steal like chunks of darkness to power uh, the mirror that Nyx gives you so you can get more powerful or like have different abilities that will help you. Um, every time you go through, it's really great because the gods of Olympus, like there's um, Poseidon, Ares, uh, Athena, Artemis, um, Zeus, uh, Aphrodite. There's a missing one. The, like the main ones. Isn't there one more? Um, Hermes. Dionysus. Oh, yeah. Dionysus and Hermes. Um and every time they're like, hey, man, we didn't know you existed. This is really exciting. We don't want you to be down there. So we're going to help you. I know, I know. But it's just like every time that like they're all helping you, they're doing their best. And then depending on the powers you get or how the run is going, they'll comment on it. And it makes the world feel so alive. Like I was saying, I, I, I did this. I've done probably like 40 runs. And I'm still finding new things that these gods are talking about. And they'll comment like as you progress in the in the game and like make progress in in a roundabout kind of way they'll they'll talk about it like every when i started getting close to the surface and when i actually started beating it they'll comment they'll be like hey man we saw you get close to the surface and then you kind of just like dropped off there's some interference and like i guess you didn't make it out but here we are uh and it was it was just so cool to have those conversations and every once in a while the gods will be like 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 um Ares will be like hey I see Artemis kind of got an eye for you and she doesn't like anybody and then Artemis will come in and be like shut up I'm still me I'm still aloof and stuff and then you'll get like double powers that work in tandem with each other it's just so cool 
and I'm having a really hard time trying to describe what I really like about this game without ruining it because immediately you get information that is a good reveal but I don't want to say it right now because I want people to kind of experience it even when it's not on sale I think it's like 30 bucks or something yeah I got it for 30 and I, I only got it for like 26 or something it wasn't even not it was I think it was like I think it was like 30 20 percent off or something doesn't matter um, oh, so that's 24. But um, yeah, it's totally worth it. If you can get it on a computer or on Steam or you get it on the Switch. I really like it on the Switch. Because with, again, with it's the way... It's a really good portable game. Yeah. With the way that it's roguelike, like a full run could probably take you between 30 to 40 minutes. But because if it's on the Switch, you could just pause. You can pause in a safe place and then just pick it up back. Like a single room might take you like 10 seconds to a minute. So... It's just, it's just, it's an easy game to pick up and play and, and kind of go about. Um, but yeah, I want to talk so much more about this game, but I, I just can't because I feel like, like my brother, I can't think I said this before. My brother always calls me on like spoiling things because I don't really mean to, but it's like sometimes I'll say something that he's like, I wanted that to be a surprise. And I'm like, damn, you're right. I'm going to now tiptoe my way around that because I've already said it, but like, let me... So specific. And that's why I love you. It is. Well, that because enough. of my tiny Tim impression. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. Wow. Huh? All right, Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Hades. Um, if you ever get into more of Super Giants stuff, like I've heard so much about Bastion, but I actually haven't played it myself. But everybody I've ever talked to in my entire life has always been like, "Hey, go play this game." Stupid. You. Uh, they did Transistor, uh, which is another game I heard a lot about. They did a game called Pyre, um, which was kind of like their jumping point. They tried to have good storytelling in Pyre um, but it didn't give you reasons to replay as much as Hades does so they really like this was their perfect way to, to include storytelling in the mechanics mechanics in the mechanics of uh, roguelikes um, so yeah it's just it's just so good what's your next thing? cheese <laughs> some cheddar cheese <laughs> I got big constipated. <laughs> That's not cheese. But it is food. Ooh. You have one guess. And if you get it right, I'll never do this show again. Well, I don't think I'll get it right. <laughs> I was just going to say chili because I made chili recently and it was pretty good. You're wrong. Okay. Looks like you're doing the doing show doing forever. The show yeah. forever. Um, my thing is popcorn, a.k.a. Popcorn. Melissa, AKA I could have, I could have. Popcorns. I, I <laughs> popping corn, maybe. I could have guessed that so easily. I swapped out popcorn like this morning, and I was like, oh yeah, she hasn't made that in a while. And I made it today. What? Because we have. Uh, my mom gave us this bowl that you can put in the microwave, but make like kernels with it. Oh. Usually you put on the stovetop. But you can make microwave, like, just the plain kernels in the microwave. Which really is a revelation for me, because the stovetop method, I prefer just getting the kernels and not having the microwave bag. But, um, 
So when I'm feeling lazy, I already have that option, mm-hmm. which is really great for me because I'm often very lazy. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, popcorn. Um, it is um, a popcorn's kernel stronghold. This is just some facts from Wikipedia. Oh yeah, um, go for it. You know I love my Wikipedia facts. Um, Stronghold contains the seeds hard, starchy, shell, endosperm. <laughs> With 14, Why are you such a child about it? 20% moisture, which turns to steam as the kernel is heated. Pressure from the steam continues to build until the hull ruptures, allowing the kernel to forcefully expand from 20 to 50 times its original size, then cool. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Um, the thing that I love about popcorn is that it's a delicious snack. It's tasty. It's fun to eat. It's pretty low calorie. It's pretty low calorie. Let's I just mean, slather that with not butter. Not the way I eat it, but sometimes I eat it pretty plain. But I really do like butter and salt on it. Um, but it is just so crunchy. It's fun to eat. It reminds me of going to the movie theater. Um, and... I just love it. It's just a delicious thing, especially when it's fresh and warm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Um, some facts about popcorn, and more generally, just corn, because why not? Sure. Corn was domesticated about 10,000 years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. In Mexico. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a fact. Archaeologists discovered that people have known about popcorn for thousands of years. In Mexico, for example, remnants of popcorn have been found to date circa 3600 BC. Mmm. Yeah. Through the 19th century, popping of the kernels was achieved by hand on stovetops, which, again, we still do that. Um, And the term popcorn first appeared in John Russell Bartlett's 1848 Dictionary of Americanisms. Mm. Mm. Um, popcorn's accessibility increased rapidly in the ni- 1890s with Charles Crater's invention of the popcorn maker. Um, he had created a number of steam powered machines for roasting nuts and amplified the technology to the corn kernels. By the turn of the century, Craters had created and deployed several street carts equipped with steam-powered popcorn makers. And, during the Great Depression, popcorn was fairly inexpensive at 5 to 10 cents a bag and became fairly popular. Thus, while other businesses failed, the popcorn business thrived and became a source of income for many struggling farmers, including the Redenbacher family, namesake of the famous popcorn brand. Orville Redenbacher? Yeah. They survived the Great Depression because popcorn's cheap Makes and sense. delicious. Um, during World War II, sugar rations diminished candy production, and Americans compensated by eating three times as much popcorn as they had before. Nice. Well, I guess any easy way to get like carbs or starch and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, it's just very interesting. It seems like the whole 20th century was designed for popcorn to thrive. <laughs> like, it just seems like such a series of events where it's like, everyone else is struggling. 
popcorn pulled through again and again. Um, the snack was popular at theaters, much to the initial displeasure of many of the theater owners thought, who thought what? it was distracted, uh, who thought it distracted from the film. Which makes sense. Like, why would you eat such a crunchy snack? So, so there's a whole bit that Stephen Merchant does. Yeah. Um, about snacking during a film, and boy howdy, like I don't understand. Well, I understand because I like eating, but I don't understand how any like all snack foods in theaters crunchy like it's just messy whole thing i don't understand that they keep giving me nachos though and i'm just like yeah i want the nachos i'm gonna eat it all before the movie starts because if i eat it during the movie i'm gonna ruin it (laughs) eating nachos is like the loudest thing in your own head and i don't understand why they give it to me in the movies (laughs) like (laughs) yeah honestly it's wild i i don't understand (laughs) it But it's delicious, and it's so, like, synonymous with going to the movies, Mm -hmm. which is just a wild thing. There is a quote here that, um, uh, about, um, the high markup on popcorn at theaters, which is nuts. Speaking of all of this talk of how cheap popcorn is, you know, popcorn's only cheap nowadays if you buy it and make it at home. If you try and go and get it somewhere pre-made, very expensive. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, at the cinema especially. And Stuart Hansen, a film historian, um, once said, one of the great jokes in the industry is that popcorn is second only to cocaine or heroin in terms of profit. <laughs> Fair. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it's like, it's it's wildly, like, the markup on that popcorn at the movie theaters is just wild, and it keeps seeming like it just keeps getting more expensive. It's like, you go to the movie theater, the ticket costs, like, whatever, like, $7 on cheap day? Yeah, or like, or like 14 Sure, $14 for the movie ticket, okay? To get popcorn and a drink, it costs, like, $30, which, like... Thirty dollars? That's just not right. Thirty dollars? I could buy a really nice meal for thirty dollars. Well, you just did at the movie theater. (laughs) I get a bag of popcorn and wow, and some like some like a a pop. what, what, What the heck? What the heck? Indeed. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think um, popcorn is, oh boy, sorry, I was just looking at these more facts about how popcorn is, like, good for you or not good for you. Um, Naturally, it's high in dietary fiber and antioxidants, low in calories and fat, and free of sugar and sodium. This can make it an attractive snack to people with dietary restrictions. However, um, of course, that when you um, when you put um, butter and stuff on it, it becomes which has become a vessel for fat. Which yeah. you know, it's a lot of things. also like the um artificial butter flavorants that are in um um, microwave popcorn which um i guess cause respiratory illness which is known as popcorn lung i wonder if that's the same chemical that's in vapes 
which one? What chemical? Sorry, I, I missed the chemical name in you. It didn't say it. Oh, okay. It's diactyl. That's just in popcorn? Like, naturally? No, it's in, like, microwave popcorn. Oh. The... Yeah. I've never heard of that one being dangerous, but, like, I don't know anything, so. Yeah, well, it causes popcorn lung, apparently. What? Yeah, that's what I just said. No, like, sorry, I it, it's all... <sighs> that's stressful. But that's why I'm wondering because when when people vape, the same uh, thing is called popcorn lung. So I'm just wondering if it's if related it's... and stuff. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, it is. So that's why it's called. I always wondered why it was called popcorn lung. It's because people at the factories who making popcorn got sick from it and got the respiratory illness from it. So they called it popcorn lung because of the fake butter flavor. Is that... I always heard that that was bad for you, but... I mean, it's probably bad to inhale it. Yeah. I don't think it's bad to eat it. Probably not. But yeah, it's probably like if you open the bag and you breathe in the steam. Ah, uh, that makes sense, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of steam from microwave popcorn, and, you know, you open it up, you smell it. Mmm, delicious. I mean, I love popcorn, so I, I can't can't say one way or another. I think they started taking out that chemical, though, so... <gasps> because of health features. That makes sense. I, I don't remember, like, I feel like if it's factory-based or you're vaping, then, like, yeah, you're gonna be inhaling a lot of it. I don't think someone's gonna get popcorn lung unless they eat, like, three packs of popcorn a day for, like, months. Sure. <laughs> Not a bad Try way to me. go. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad way to go. But yeah, um, I don't know. I think popcorn is just like a really great snack. Um, it's always, whenever I crave something salty. Also, I love kettle corn, sweet and salty. Mm. Cheese popcorn, yeah. delicious. Caramel I just, corn. Well, I don't. I don't really like powdered flavor. cheese. So like the cheese popcorn is like I understand the flavor, but like I don't want cheesy dill popcorn from mm. Colonel's. Mm-mm-mm. I, I could know. eat that by the truckload. You give me a truck whose the the truck the bed of the truck is just filled with cheesy dill popcorn. I bet you I would eat all of it. Okay. I would, I would die after <laughs> um, a very agonizing death, but it would be worth it for all the cheesy dill. Cheesy deal. I love you. How much time do we got left? Oh, I gotta stop talking. That's alright. Um, I changed what my thing is gonna be because I remembered this and... <sighs> What's your thing? Powdered cheese? Nope. It's not? What a shock. It's, uh... Bots of New York. <laughs> No, don't subject me I to this again. I'm going to say the whole thing. No. So, Bots of New York. If you've ever heard of um, Humans of New York, it's a really cool, um, I guess, not documentary, but it's like a, it's like a documentary-esque blog of sorts. Um, because I believe they post to Instagram and somewhere else where they just have interviews with like random people in New York. Uh, and I don't know how the interviews are conducted or anything like that, 
Um, but they seem like really engaging, really insightful. You get really, really neat stories of just like these random people, and it feels like good and intimate, and it, it's really nice. Um, and there's like hundreds of these posts, possibly thousands, and they've been going on for several several years now. Um, so bots of New York, it's 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 really great. Uh, first and foremost. Bots of New York uses various machine learning and computer vision programs to generate imagine, uh, yeah, imaginary people. So the what the pictures that you'll see, if you look up Bots of New York, Instagram is probably the best way to kind of go through it so far that I've seen. If you look up Bots of New York, they you know you don't have to. The they, they take pictures like it, it combines pictures, uh, but it combines like the general picture of one thing and they'll slap a different face on it but the face doesn't always fit right uh so sometimes it's like uncanny valley like the smile is too enlarged or engorged the like there's like a third eye but it looks like it tried to be normal um and sometimes it looks surprisingly accurate like sometimes i'll i'll, I'll be like oh am i following humans of new york and then i'll read the actual comment and i'll be like oh my god no i'm not um because the second part uses um like a similar ai type of program it that has basically scanned through all of humans of new york i don't know if it's still scanning and like generating new things but it scans through all of humans of new york and then tries to create its own like posts um so in that combination you get very uncanny valley pictures just trying to be like real photos and then a post that's just not like that's just so nonsensical um so i'm just gonna read a few uh and and see how it goes um <laughs> so just just re- just remember that it, this it hurts your brain to listen to it yeah because it, it, it's <laughs> like if you ever have seen those like bot generated like novels like yeah the harry potter ones or, like, well, what? that exists yeah i didn't know about that it's incredible it's so, so why is dumb. that incredible and this is bad because it, <laughs> it just is this is just nonsense and yeah oh yeah oh like, yeah also, it's like, I don't know, I feel worse about it just because, like, it's people who are, like, bearing their story. No, but it's not it's... taking those stories. It's taking, like, the syntax and grammatical, like, sequences and being like, I'm a computer. I can do this. So here we go. Um, I figured, what's the worst that could happen? It's only weed. So I tried at full strength, and it felt like my face was turned into a microwave. I went to the ER, and they put me into a medically induced coma. Two T-Rexes came charging at me from different directions. <laughs> I asked the blue one, why aren't there more billionaires? That's when the psychiatrist finally kicked in my door. I woke up with a whimper. He told me, your dreams are over. Harvest is futile. Hell is coming. Wow, I don't think I heard that one before. No. So, yeah, me neither. And the, the best part is, like, my favorite thing is... Why tra- is the T-Rex blue? <laughs> So my favorite thing about this blog is, A, sharing it to people. Because people who don't know about this blog, it's there's a whole thing, and I, I, I realized this concept 
like several years ago like there used to be that weird gatekeeping of like oh you don't know about this how much of a loser are you and i've really really turned that into like you don't know about this i get to be here when i show it to you this is so exciting i get to witness somebody like experiencing it like i did for the first time and you don't get that anymore and i love that and i love how that's become and then being able to do it with the most wildest things in the entire world when i showed melissa she didn't i showed her last week almost she didn't know what it was and i was like oh boy you're in for a wild ride and she still is on this ride because every once in a while i show her I something can't get off i'm trying i'm trying to get <laughs> off the ride uh once when i was 10 years old i got into i got in a fight with my mom and she kicked me out of the house then five years ago she called me and said let's stop fighting it's getting to be too much for us to deal with. And when we went to the park and watched a man get shot, it was just a spur of the moment thing, but we're much closer now. And it's just... <laughs> Brennan, that seems too real. Like, that one's not funny. The other one was funny. That one was not funny. I don't know. So. This is absolutely my favorite. Okay, I got this time. Is the dog oh, one. yes. So So the picture is a is a is Yorkshire a, terrier sitting on the banister with of With a human face. Yeah, it's like at the, the subway. It's the banister. The human face <laughs> at the subway. A dog on the banister at the freaking subway. It's a, no, it's a, a Union face. station. Like not Union, what, whatever the main station in New York is. Yeah. Is it Grand Central Station? Whatever? Yeah. Anyways. So he's there I'm gonna, and he's got a human face. So th- so because it's like an AI that's generating these posts, sometimes, as I will now show you, it gets locked in a loop and it has to like find its way out of that loop without, you know, or it never does. well it did. Yeah. So here we go. I'm gonna try my best. Oh. Cocaine is the motor of the modern world. What a banger to start out with, by the way. All of our civil civilizations have used it. From the caveman to the witch doctor. <laughs> broke so quickly okay here we go from the cavemen to the witch doctors from the slave to the slave trader from the black to the white from the male to the female from master to slave from father to child from cot to crib from chair to throne from cot to blanket from blanket to tarp from tarp to shame from tarp to dress from tarp to chair from cot to rug, from cot to from sorry, from rug to stain, from stain to shame, from tarp to cot, from chair to blanket, from cot to lamp, from cot to shelf, from cot to floor, from cot to candle, from cot to wall, from cot to Why pillow, is it stuck on from, <laughs> from cot to peg, from shoe to wall, from cot to wall, from cot to window, from cot to spoon, from cot to wall, from cot to pot, from cot to pot, from cot to pot, from cot to pedestal, from custom of using one owns ashes to mark one's grave, from a practice of burying one's dead here after one's death, from a custom of using cedar for religious reasons, from a custom of stacking the cedar on top of one another to form a circle, from a custom of stacking the cedar on top of one another to form a cone, from a custom of stacking the cedar on top of one another to form a solid, from a custom of stacking the cedar on top of one another to form a globe, from a custom of stacking the cedar on top of one another to form a cage, 
from a custom of stacking the cedar on top of one another to form a wolf from a custom of stacking the cedar on top of one another to form a serpent and then you scroll down and it's a picture of a yorkshire terrier with a man's face what a, what a joy that's uh, so good is it yeah it's so amazing it hurts my brain to listen to that it's like this it just keeps going and like it, it doesn't oh my god it's so f- like i can't explain it my daughters are into are so into unicorns these days and i just don't get it i don't get it at all maybe i'll get it one day but in the meantime i just don't get it <laughs> it's just so simple and like usually these sentences make enough sense for you to like grasp it and be like wait a second something's wrong this is my first week with the accelerated schooling helmet and so far the benefits have been awesome the classes are shorter and it's easier to get a's the first thing i learned is that i'm a lot less smart than i thought i was the next thing i learned was that i'd be borrowing money from my family and friends for the rest of my life i'm really loving it so far it's like i can breathe for the first time i think i'm finally at peace with the understanding that life is meaningless like, that sounds like a millennial road. What a wild ride, okay, yeah. But that's, if I if you read <laughs> that to me and you were like, yeah, now this is just like an article, like someone wrote this, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds real. <laughs> sounds like a real feeling that I feel about, about life. So I'm just going to end off with one more. I'm picking this from random. I don't know if it's good, uh, but the picture is great. Picture is pretty wild. The face is sideways on this man because it just couldn't figure it out. My friends were Achu, Tree Hugger, and Restless Kid. We did everything together. Mama Pig basically practically raised us after her return from Vietnam. She was famous for her boogeyman skills. She taught me... <laughs> this seems like a... All these seem like mad lips. <laughs> she taught me in life... Uh, she taught me that life was a representation of my imagination, but it was more than financial re- uh, repression. The magic trick was to hide your treasure in plain sight. All of the manitos, the salami, and the peppermint. Like, it's so close to being a coherent phrase. You like, you could almost accidentally find meaning. And then all of a sudden, it's just talking about the manitos, the salami, and the peppermint? What are you on about? Take me back to the magic of, hide, uh, of hiding treasure in plain sight because life is better than more than the... Sorry, life is more than the financial repression. But that's our show. We're running. We're out of time. And I really hope, please look up Bots of New York. Please look at Hades. Please go eat popcorn. Yeah. What was the first it. one? What was the first one? I'm missing it. Dragula. Dragula. Go watch Dragula. I don't know where to watch it. Melissa bought it on Apple TV or something. It's all good stuff. You'll probably like it. You can buy the whole third season for $10. That's not so bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody at Trent Radio. Thanks to Matt Campbell, as always. Uh, and we love you. See you, you next week. You better believe it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.